Well, good evening, everybody. Hope everybody's having a uh, wonderful week uh, as we are in another week of uh, self-quarantine and uh, all this stuff that, that they're doing with the uh, coronavirus. It's just uh, it's a time that we haven't, um, nobody's ever seen a time like this, you know, like we're going through and all the changes that are happening and, and everything is really so different. I tell you, I, one of the biggest things I miss is uh, this. I miss church. I miss uh, seeing all of your faces and uh, seeing the face-to-face -face interaction, and we got we got a few here with us tonight, but mainly everybody's watching uh, on live stream, and and so thank you for joining us. I would like to ask you to, uh, if you're joining us on live stream, to comment and to uh, you know to let us know you're watching, and so that so that we can kind of see if this is effective or not, and we want to we want to make sure that we're uh, being as effective as we can, spreading the gospel and different things like that. We're working on. Uh, improving our live stream uh, things to where we can do this every single week. We've been looking at that for some time, and uh, that's something that's in the works. But we're, you know, this 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 is kind of uh, catapulting us into that, and you know, to where we're having to do some things that we normally wouldn't do uh, so quick. So, um, but anyway, um, so make sure if you are joining in with this comment. Like it, share it, let people know that we're online. I've got a great word I want to share with you tonight that, that I really feel like the Lord has given us, um, you know, concerning these times that we're in and what we're going to be doing. So first of all, let's pray, and then uh, that'll maybe give a, a couple more minutes for people to jump on and, and uh, get connected with us here. So let's go ahead and, and pray, and then we're going to open up the word and, and see what the Lord would say to us tonight. So Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love, your mercy. God, you're so good to us, and, and uh, we even in times of trouble, Lord, especially in times of trouble when we come to you, um, we know, Lord, that, that you are with us, and we know that you're for us, and, and that, you're, that you are our refuge, our shield, our strong tower. Father, you're all those things the Word said you are to us, and so we thank you for that, and we just pray blessings now on this time, Father, that as we open up your Word, and as we come and just share a few, a few minutes uh, tonight that you would bless this time, and uh, we pray thank you for safety. I thank you, Lord, that you are protecting all of uh, destiny, all of our families, Father, our friends, and our extended families, and so we thank you for that. We thank you for the blood of Jesus and, and the protection that you bring and that you give us, and we give you all the glory, Father, for all that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, so um, let me mention a couple things as we get started. If you, uh, especially those of you that go to Destiny, if you are not uh, signed up with our text program, make sure you do that because we give uh, all of the uh, the information out, you know, about the the different the different times and the different things that we're doing, and uh, you just text the word welcome, uh, w e l c o m e. Text the word welcome to eight zero three five one four fifty six zero four, and Stacy may put that in the comments. If you can, you put that in the comments on that, and. Uh, uh, I'll hand you this and it's in there. <clears throat> and she can put that in the comments there and just text the word welcome to that number and um, and then it'll send you a form and I would appreciate it if when, you, when that form comes back if you'll put your name in that just so we'll know who you are. I've got a bunch of numbers I don't know who they belong to so if you'll put your name in that that would, uh, that would be wonderful. Um, so today uh, or the last you know this last week or so uh, we've been hearing a lot about, of course, if you turn on the TV, all you've been hearing about is the coronavirus and, and everything, that that, everything that pertains to that. And um, 
And, you know, and, and like today, I want, I want to give you an example. You know, um, the other, yesterday, I, I came in and I was praying. I was just there in the sanctuary praying. And, um, and the Lord told me to go over to the drums. And many of y'all probably saw that video. And, and I thought, man, the Lord's going to teach me to play the drums. Supernatural, you know. You know? I thought, That's pretty cool. And, uh, but he told me to go over there. And, and then he just started talking to me about, uh, BJ had mentioned last week about distractions. And talking about how that... Um, you know, how the Lord had been talking to him about distractions. And, and the Lord just started talking to me about that. And he said, you know, that, that when, we, when we focus on, like, the news and we focus on everything that's going on with, uh, uh, you know, if, because, I, you know, I don't know about you, but, but if, if I'm at home and, and I just sit down, I, I, I kind of do like to turn on the news to see what's happening. I like to, like to kind of keep up to date and, and different things like that. And, and you get mesmerized by that. You get mesmerized by so many of the reports and what's going on around the world. And, and, and if you're not careful, you know, you let that fear just come over you. You let all of that stuff get in you. And, and you, it kind of takes your mind away from what God is wanting to do. And so, so uh, you know, so he used the example to me. He gave me the example of, of just somebody talking and me playing the drums and hitting the drums and cymbals and all the different things. And, and how that, that, you know, unless you really strain and unless you really press in, you couldn't hear what I was saying because I was hitting all those drums and everything. And that's what happens to us so many times when we, uh, when we allow the things of the world to all of that noise to come in. We lose the voice of God. We lose our ear to hear his voice. Not because he's not speaking, but it's because we got so much other stuff going on around us. And we have, you know, and, and so we have all this noise going on, and it takes us away from God. And, and you know, and now listen, I understand. I understand that this, this coronavirus is a dangerous thing. Um, you know, the flu is dangerous. You know, we lose, we lose tens of thousands of people every year that die with the flu and, 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 you know, pneumonia and things like that. I mean, all of these diseases and viruses, I mean, they're all... Dangerous. I mean, I understand that, and we have to use. We should. We should be using common sense anyway. We should wash our hands and and you know uh, do natural the natural things that we can do to keep ourselves free from sickness anyway. But but uh, but you know the media now now for example, like if if all the media did, if they gave you like thirty seconds of of the news of the coronavirus and then moved on to something else, you know you would you know you wouldn't have to sit there for hours and listen to it. The reason they keep they keep giving you all this stuff and giving all these this expert and that expert and this 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 because they want you they want you sucked into it to keep into it to, to keep fear in your life so that if you feel like you have to go back to them. Just today, I'll give you this prime example. Just today, I, I read a uh, uh, I read a story from the state of South Carolina, and I understand they've got to do these projections, they've got to put these numbers out. I understand that, but but I, I just want I, I want you to hear this. Because, because, see, they, they know, I mean, they don't know, that, that's the thing, I guess, that's so serious about this coronavirus, is they don't know all the details. They don't know everything that's going to happen two or three months down the road. And so they put this report out today that said, you know, that as of right now, and I can't remember the number, I think it's maybe 200, 285 people or 400 people that have coronavirus in the state of South Carolina today. And... Um, you know, quite a few of them are in Kershaw County, just right, not too far from us down in Camden. And, um, and you know, and, but, but here, but just check this out. They said that that, that number increased something like, they, they reported five new cases today in Kershaw County, okay? 
and, and they reported how many cases in South Carolina that, that they did. They, and they had this statement in there. Now listen to this. They said by May, we could see 8,000 cases in South Carolina. Now, to jump from 400 people to 8,000, that's a radical jump, right? But then here's what they said. Here's what they said, though. They had a little asterisk on that report, and they said this. They said, of course, that number could change because we are unsure of the variables that's going to happen in the next few weeks. Right. But yet they still put that number out there, and then everybody in the comments, 8,000 people, we need to shut the door. We need to shut the country down for a month. You know, we, nobody needs to move. You need to stay home. You need to, you know. But see, just, just by them putting that large number out there, it stirs the fear up. And, and, you know, and, and listen, the worst thing that we as men and women of God can do is to get into fear. Yes. And what, I, what the Lord started speaking to me, especially yesterday, I, as I was praying and just seeking the Lord, uh, you know, about all of this. And, I, I mean, I pray about it every day. I pray for our church. I, you know, I, I seek the Lord as far as trying to hear what he's having to say. And here's what the Lord started talking to me about. The Lord started talking to me about uh, authority. The authority that you and I have as a believer. Now I went to I went to Rhema. I went to uh, Kenneth E. Hagen School, and, and he's I consider him one of my spiritual fathers. Learned so much from Brother Hagen the years that we were there, and and the years uh, after that. that and, and I still read his books. I still I listened to his, a sermon of his yesterday and uh, online, and and uh, I still I still feed from him, you know, from his his things. But um, as the Lord started talking to me, of course, one of the and I brought these I got these books out of my library and just brought them tonight. Uh, one of the uh, one of my favorite books of his is this one is the believer's authority and it, it talks about um, the authority that we have as a believer and and in here and, and now there's been um, there's been a few a few people that have given prophecies and have given different things here recently within the last six months or so about this epi about how an epidemic was coming and that some rough things were going to happen but by Passover it would it would be over with yeah. And and then of course President Trump came out Monday and was talking about that that his hope was that by Easter that he would that the nation would start to open back up as far as the economy goes and that people could start getting back to work. Now, and of course and he, he said he understood that there would be areas that wouldn't be able to do that, but there would be areas that would be able to. Yeah. And you know, so so it's interesting that that happens right around Easter time. And you know, and with all the prophecies that happen. So, uh, and I was listening to, I, I can't remember, I think it was Chuck Pierce, and um, there was one or two other ones that I was listening to, and one of them, and I can't remember which one exactly said this, so I don't want to say their names because I may be wrong with this, but said he was, he was going to the Lord a couple, week, a couple years ago about uh, one of these things that were happening, something was happening in the country, and he was, he was asking the Lord about it, and he said that the Lord really rebuked him and told him, you know, or kind of just encouraged him, not really rebuked him, but just encouraged him, and said, listen, I'm not going to do anything about it. You have to, you know. And when I when I heard that, I started thinking about the story that Brother Hagen tells about in 1952, when in one of Brother Hagen's visions, uh, the Lord Jesus came to Brother Hagen. He was in his house, I believe, and he went into a you know, the, the, it was one of the many visions of Brother Hagen. I think he had like I, I don't remember. I remember about seven or eight of them that he wrote about. And I think he had even more than that. But, but this one in 1952 was one when the Lord came to him and talked to him for an hour and a half. Could you imagine having a, an hour and a half vision talking to Jesus face to face? And, 
And, uh, but the Lord came and, and started teaching Brother Hagin about, about demons and about spirits and things like that. And so, uh, so he was teaching Brother Hagin about this. And this is found in, I'm going to read some of this just, just, so you can, uh, just so you can hear it and straight from his mouth. But this is the book called I Believe in Visions. And this has got like four of the visions that Brother Hagin had of, brother, of uh, Jesus himself. But, uh, but this came when uh, uh, the, the Lord came down and was in the middle of this, this vision, an hour and a half vision that the Lord is talking to Brother Hagin about, uh, about demonic activity and different things. And then he said this, like this is like, this happened like right in the middle of this vision or right near the end of it actually. And, and I'm going to read just a little bit here and, and go through this a little bit. And, uh, and we're just, we'll talk about it. But this is on page 86 of the book, I Believe in Visions. And it says this, it says, While Jesus was talking to me, an evil spirit that looked like a monkey ran between Jesus and me and spread out something that looked like a black cloud or a smoke stream. And I couldn't see Jesus anymore. Then the demon began jumping up and down, waving his hands and his arms and, and his legs and yelling in a shrill voice, Yakety yak, yakety yak, yakety yak. I paused for a moment. I couldn't hear the voice of Jesus as he continued to talk to me, but I, he said I could hear the voice of Jesus as he continued to talk to me, but I could not understand the words. Kind of like, kind of like even what me, when I was playing on those drums, you know, you knew that I was still talking, but you couldn't hear, you know, you couldn't make out the words. And and Brother Hagin said he said I thought to myself, well, doesn't Jesus know that I am missing what he's saying? I need to hear that. It's important, but I'm missing it. And I wondered why Jesus didn't command that evil spirit to stop. I waited for a few more moments. <laughs> Jesus continued talking as if he didn't even know that the evil spirit was present. I wondered why the Lord didn't cast him out, but he didn't. Finally, in desperation, I pointed my finger at that evil spirit and I said, I command you to be quiet in the name of Jesus Christ. That demon spirit stopped immediately. He fell to the ground. The black smoke stream disappeared, and I could see Jesus once again. That spirit lay on the floor whimpering and whining like a little whipped puppy. And I said, not only must you be quiet, but get out of here. Get up and get out of here. He got up and ran away. I was still wondering why Jesus had not stopped this evil spirit from interfering. And of course, Jesus knew what I was thinking. So Jesus said, now listen to this. Jesus said this. If you hadn't done something about that, I couldn't have. Now, Lord, Brother Hagin said, Now, Lord, I, I know I misunderstood you. You said that you couldn't that you couldn't do anything about it, but really, you really meant that you wouldn't. No, Jesus said, if you hadn't done something about that, that spirit, I couldn't have. But Lord, you can do anything, Brother Hagin said. To say that you couldn't is different from anything I've ever heard preached or anything I've preached myself. That really upends my theology. Sometimes your theology needs upending, Jesus answered. And I think that's true with some of us too. Right. I said, Lord, even though I'm seeing you with my own eyes and even though I hear your voice speaking to me as plainly as any voice I've ever heard, I cannot accept that unless you prove it to me by the word of God. For the word says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. I will not accept any vision. I will not accept any revelation if, I cannot, if it cannot be proved in the word, in the Bible. That's, that's a good, good testing ground, isn't it? So instead of becoming angry with me for saying this, 
Jesus smiled sweetly and he said, I'll give you not just two or three witnesses. He said, I'll give you four. <laughs> now I said, now, now Lord Jesus, I've read through the New Testament 150 times and many portions of that more than that. If that's in there, I sure don't know about it. Jesus smiled and said, son, there's a lot in there you don't know. <laughs> there's not a single, now listen to this, this is important. There is not a single place in the New Testament where believers are ever told to pray against the devil and that I, talking. this is Jesus talking, he said there's not a place that, where believers are told to pray against the devil and that Jesus would do anything about the devil. There's not one instance in any of the epistles written to the churches that said to tell God to rebuke the devil or do something about the devil. If they do, they're wasting their time. Now this is Jesus tell, talking to Brother Hagin here. He says, God has done all that he is going to do about the devil for, for the time being until the angel comes down from heaven and takes the chain and binds him and puts him into the bottomless pit. Every writer in the New Testament in writing to the church always told the believer to do something about the devil. The believer has to have authority over the devil or the Bible wouldn't tell him to do something about it. Amen. Now here, brother, or the Lord gave Brother Hagin these four scriptures. Matthew 28, uh, verses 18 through 20. Jesus said this, and this is, his own, this is Jesus speaking here. He says, all power or authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Verse 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the ends of the world. You might say, now this is Jesus talking, he says, you might say, but you could have done something about that spirit because the scripture says you have the authority and power in heaven and earth. However, I have delegated my authority on the earth to the church. Mm -hmm. Wow, isn't that something? Then Mark 16, verse 15 through 18. Jesus said this in Mark 16, verse 15. He says, Go you into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that, is, he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Now notice it didn't say follow the, the preachers or the pastors or the evangelists. It says, these signs shall follow them that believe. How many of y'all are believers? I mean, I, you know, if you're a believer, these signs should be following you. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. One of the first signs mentioned as following believers is that they should cast out devils. That means that in my name, they will exercise authority over the devil. I delegated my authority over the devil to the church, and I can only work through the church, for I am the head of the church. Wow. wow. So in writing to believers, James, in James chapter 4, verse 7, James said this, resist the devil and he will flee from you. James didn't say to get God to resist the devil for you. He said, you resist the devil and he will flee from you. Brother Hagin says this, he says, I looked up that word flee in the, next, the dictionary later and saw that one of the definitions of flee means to run from as in terror. As I read that, I remembered that the evil spirit in the vision had fled when I had rebuked them. And since then, I've seen them quake and quiver in fear as I exercise my God-given authority over them. 
They were not afraid of me, but rather they were afraid of Jesus, whom I represent. So then Jesus continued. Jesus said, Peter said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. What are you going to do? Throw up your hands and say, I'm whipped. Now listen, he could say the same thing today. What are we going to do? Throw up our hands and say, oh, well, the coronavirus is going to get us all. We're all going to die. There's no hope. You know, the coronavirus has got us. No. A thousand times no. Right. <laughs> he says, we read in verse 9, he goes on in verse 9 and says, whom resists steadfast in the faith. You couldn't resist the devil if you didn't have authority over him. But you do have authority over him. Church, right now in 2020, we have authority over the coronavirus. Yes. Yes. And that is why we can resist it and command it to leave and get out of here. Yes. Amen. So Paul said in his writings in the, to the church at Ephesus in Ephesians 4.27, uh, Paul said this, Neither give place to the devil. This means that, that you're not to give the devil any place in you. This means... That, that he cannot take any place unless you give him permission to do it. And you would have to have authority over him or this wouldn't be true. So then Jesus said to me as he was finishing up, Jesus said, here are your four witnesses. I'm the first, James is the second, Peter is the third, and Paul is the fourth. These are the four witnesses I told you I would give you instead of just two or three. This establishes the fact that the believer, you and I, the believer, that we have authority on the earth. For, for Jesus has delegated his authority over the devil to us on the earth. If you don't do anything about the devil, then nothing will be done. And that is why so many things, so many times, nothing is done. My goodness. Now, one of the things that I'm seeing um, everybody is everybody, and, and it's great that everybody everybody says pray, pray, pray. I mean that's wonderful, but but I want you to pay attention. I want you to pay attention and listen to what people are saying. I heard it. I heard it three or four times today on some live videos, on some other posts I read. Uh, I heard them say, "Let's pray and ask God to take this virus and get it out of here." Well, what if that's the wrong prayer? Hmm. What if what if you know? It would be the same. It would be the same thing as um, as me giving my key to Brother Stephen here and 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 saying, okay, here's the key to my car. Let's go. Let's go drive. And and uh, and you know, let's you know, will you drive me to town or whatever? And, and then we get out to the car and and Stephen looks back at me and he says, he say, well, well, you know, can I can I get the key? Well, you got the key. You know, I gave it to you. Oh yeah. Well, he gets in the car and, and can I put the key in the ignition? Well, you got the key. You have the authority. You know, stick the key in there. Can I start the car? Well, you, you're in charge of the key. You know, you have the, if you have the key, you have the authority, right? And, and wouldn't it be silly for him just to keep asking me for permission to do every little thing when I've given him the key and given him permission to do it? Wow. So what Jesus is telling us here and throughout the New Testament, he proves to us and shows us time and time again that he has already delegated the authority for, for the things here on the earth, you and I have authority in this earth today. So we don't have to pray and ask God to do something about it. You know what has to be done. You and I have to take authority mm -hmm. over it and command it to leave in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. 
You know, so what we do, so what we need to start doing is we need to start making that confession. We need to start, we need to start, instead of just saying, let's pray and ask God to do something. No, let's take our place. Yeah. Let's take our place as men and women of God whom Jesus has delegated that authority to, that power to, and let's take authority over this coronavirus and let's command it to leave this country. Yeah. Let's command it to yeah. stop. Let's command it to not affect anybody. Now listen, here, here's, here's what I, Monday, when President Trump came out and said that he hopes that by uh, Easter to have the country back up and running. Now we all know, listen, whether you're for President Trump or against him or whatever your political affiliation is, we all know that the, the that 95% of the mainstream media is against him. Yeah. You know, it's amazing to me. Uh, I watched the press conference Monday. I, I, I've got just about where I can't watch it because I get so mad at the people asking questions. They ask some <laughs> of the stupidest questions I, you ever hear. And and Brother Hagin, or Brother Hagin, uh, Brother, uh, President Trump was was making the comment, and he was he was trying to instill hope in the nation. Yeah. And he was just saying, you know, we are, you know, we, our nation cannot afford to be shut down for six months. Right. You know, we have to get our nation up and running. We have to get back to work. We have to get this, these things going or, you know, where our country is going to suffer. Well, they were, they were, you know, they lambasted him about, oh, who is he to, to think that he can bring hope to this country? There's no hope. I mean, that's what they were saying. There's no hope for this country. This country is doomed for you know, the coronavirus is here. We're, we might as well shut down and never, you know, never do anything again. Now, they're not saying that, but that's really what they're saying when they're, when they're, just, they're just, you know, saying, well, who is he, who is president to think that he can bring hope? Well, imagine what would happen if the president, if the, if the president of the United States got up in front of the TVs and, and, and came out and said this. Now, we've seen the stock market crash. We've seen it. We've, you know, last week, boy, it, it went down tremendously. This week, thank God, it's going back up, and 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 people are starting to, you know, starting to see that that uh, hope, and 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 we're starting to see some some positive things happening with this coronavirus. You know, the 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 hump they're talking about, and different areas and different things. But what what do you think would have happened last week when at the at, at when all of that was happening, all the negative stuff was happening, if President Trump would have come out and said, folks, there's no hope. The doctors, have, they can't find nothing. There's no vaccine. It'll be years before we ever get anything. You might as well shut the doors. You might as well wait till next year. You might as well, there's, you know, everybody just go home and cry, say goodbye to your loved ones because it's all over. <laughs> now, what do you think the country would do if, if the president come out and said that? Right. You talk about a tailspin. Right. I mean, you talk about worse than, worse than, it, is, worse than it was last week. At least, at least the president is bringing some hope and saying, "Hey, let's look on the positive of this. Yeah. You know, let's pray about this. Let's, you know, let's go to the Lord and 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 ask for ask for His mercy in this, yeah. right?" So, so here's what when I heard the, when I heard President Trump came out, he came out and he said, um, he came out and he said that that he hoped by Easter to have the country up and running again. Here, my man, my spirit man jumped. And, and my, just on the inside of me, I said, wouldn't it be a wonderful testimony yes. Yes. to see the church come together in these next two weeks to speak to that coronavirus, to have it totally decimated? The no, I mean, the, the medical field just totally astounded because there's now there's no new cases. Everybody go back to your normal life and come Easter Sunday morning, our churches could be filled again and people hearing about the, the, the wonderful things that Jesus has done. 
Yeah. I posted a, I posted a video of I mean a testimony of a guy that had the coronavirus, and he said that uh, he was actually he actually got it at, a, at an event at church back in early March. I mean it was before they started telling people not to meet and stuff, and but he got it at a, at an event. And he said, you know, that he got put in the hospital. He was in the hospital 12 days, and he kept getting worse and worse and worse. And he was a believer, and he was praying. But he said the night that he was the worst, he said the doctors came in that day and told him, they said, we've given you every antibiotic, we've given you everything we know to do, and you're not getting any better. Basically, the doctor was saying, we don't know what, what's going to happen. And he said, he said he was laying there in his bed, and he said he felt like, he said he felt like a, a, a heavy person was just sitting on his chest, crushing his chest, and he couldn't catch his breath. And he said, I literally thought I was about to die. Wow. And he said, but then Jesus walked in the room. Come on. And he said, I felt, he said, I felt him breathe into my mouth. And he said, I felt my lungs expand. And he said, the next day, the next morning, the doctor came in and said, he said, 80% of the fluid that's on your lungs is gone. Come on. The next day, the second day, he said, he, he said, the doctor looked at him and said, said, he said, you know, I don't know whether you're a believer, whether you're a prayer. He says, but something happened. He said, you better believe I'm a prayer. He said, I believe that Jesus healed me. And that doctor, that doctor told him, he said, he said, well, we've noticed that people that pray, Christians, people that pray, have a, have a much larger percentage of uh, a chance to get better because, because their body responds to things better if they pray. Come on, yeah. Now, isn't that something? So, so what I'm saying is this, wouldn't it be something if we could come together, every church, every church in Lancaster County, every church in South Carolina, every church in America, we could come together and we could speak to this coronavirus, command it to leave, command it to go, and then by Easter, see everything turn back around. Now, I know people are, you know, uh, Charlotte and Cabarrus County, Mecklenburg and Cabarrus County has got the, uh, the uh, stay in place shelter in place thing going on starting tomorrow and all this and, and listen it's just driving panic and all this and I understand that it's good to to, to do that I mean I, you know I do understand that to keep the the spread of the virus I do understand that that's a, that's a smart move but listen what I'm saying is this we can do what we can do in the natural but it's going to take something more than the natural to see this thing get out of here if we just rely on the natural things this would go on for months and months and months. I'm saying, why don't we come together as the body of Christ and speak to this thing? Take the authority that we have. Listen, we're not praying from a weak yes. place, begging God to yeah. do something about this. We are, yeah. we are declaring from a place of victory. The price has already been paid. Yeah. Jesus yeah. paid for the coronavirus on the cross, so why am I carrying the price for it? Yeah. It's already paid for. It's taken care of. Because I know this. We, uh, healing school uh, last yesterday, Pastor Gwen Pastor Gwen, man, she, she said, you know, she said, I got to thinking about this coronavirus. And she said, I wanted to find out when God created sickness. And she said, I went back to Genesis. And we went back to the book of Genesis. And we went through every day of creation. And you know what we found? There what, he, didn't, he didn't create sickness on day one. He didn't create it on day two, on day three, on day four, on day five, on day six, or on day seven. God did not create sickness. No. Right. Sickness and disease is, is, a, is part of the curse which came in when Adam and Eve sinned or when Adam and Eve missed the mark. Yeah. And, and the enemy is the root of every sickness and every disease. Yes, and we, you and I, are free from the curse. We're not under the curse of the law anymore. Galatians 3.13. Yes. We are not under the curse of the law. We have been set free from the curse. 
Yes. Amen. Yeah. So, so there is no reason for us to be afraid. There's no reason for us to have fear. Now, yes, be smart. Use wisdom. Pray and ask God for wisdom. I, I totally 100% agree with that. And, and we have to do that. But what I'm saying is this. We have to take church. We have to take our place of authority. Yeah. And if we don't do that, then we're, we're going to find ourselves dealing with this for months to come. Yeah. But I say, let's take our place, let's take authority, and let's do, let's do, uh, see, see what the Lord, just see what the Lord would do, and, and just see the miraculous happen. Amen? Amen. Now, let me, uh, let me say a couple things. Um, last week, we came to prayer, and last Sunday, and, uh, and, and the Lord spoke a couple things to me, and I just, I want to, I want to share these and reiterate these, but I heard the Lord say this. Uh, I heard the Lord say this. He said that the enemy has released an outbreak that was meant to kill. Mm -hmm. But then the Lord told me, he says, but I'm releasing an outpouring that's going to heal. Yeah. Yes. And I believe that's exactly what we're going to see. I believe we're going to see an outpouring of revival, an outpouring of the Spirit of God. And I believe, listen, I believe come Easter Sunday morning, come the weeks after Easter and, and, and you yes. know, when, when things start to get told about what all happened, I believe that there's going to be a revival, an outpouring of the Spirit of God. Yes. People are going to be saved and healed yeah. and set free. And I believe, I, and church, we have to be ready for it. Yeah. And, and so I'm encouraging you. I, I'm, I'm asking you to believe with me, to get in faith with me, to believe with me that, that what the enemy meant for evil with this outbreak, God's going God's to do an outpouring that's going that's to trump yeah. it. Amen. It's going to override Amen. that. Amen. Then in Mark chapter 4, uh, I heard when I was, as I've heard this two or three times, Mark chapter 4, and I just want to read this scripture. I want to read it out of, the ample, or out of the message. This is the story where Jesus tells him to get in the boat and go to the other side and and, uh, and he goes to sleep. And, and it says that the, the storm blew up and the disciples woke him up because the boat was getting ready to sink. And they were, oh, Jesus, don't you care that we're about to perish? And, 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 uh, and I'll just read this from the message. And it says this. It says, uh, uh, it says, awake now. This is Mark chapter 4, verse 39 and 40. It says, awake now. Jesus told the wind to pipe down and said to the sea, quiet, settle down. Now notice, I want you to notice what he did. Notice he didn't pray about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He didn't pray and ask God to do something about it. What did yeah. he do? He spoke to it. Yeah. Jesus had authority. He spoke to it and he said, he said pop down, settle down, and, and, and be still. And then listen to this. The wind ran out of breath. Boy, I love that. The wind ran out of breath. The sea became as smooth as glass. Now I love to put myself in those situations. Could you imagine if you've ever been on the rough sea and when the waves are crashing and the boat's going up and down? I'm not much of a water person anyway, so I, I'm very uncomfortable when the when the boat gets to rocking. You know, I don't like that. Yeah. But but man, now these were these were professional fishermen and they were scared for their life. So this wasn't just a, a little three or four foot waves. These were probably six and ten foot waves on this little boat. Yeah. You know, and and they were afraid. Well, Jesus got up and spoke. And, and, and when he spoke, when he said, quiet, settle down, the Bible says that the wind ran up. Could you imagine, you know, like a big gust of wind and all of a sudden it's like, right. and the waves that were crashing, they crashed one last time. And then, and then you look and there's not even a ripple in the ocean. Yeah. It's like, whoa, what, what just happened? Right. Jesus spoke. That's what happened. Words of authority. And it says, so the wind ran out of breath and the sea became as smooth as glass. Jesus reprimanded the disciples. Why are you such cowards, he said from the message translation. 
Don't you have any faith at all? And it said, then they, it said, they said one to another, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Well, listen, wouldn't it be something if the world looks at the church in a couple weeks and say, and, and say, what kind of relationship do they have? Because even the coronavirus obeyed them. Yeah. Yes. Come on. Mm -hmm. Come on. I, be, I, I believe we can do that. Yeah. I believe that's. I believe God has given us the authority to do that. Amen. So, you know, uh, different prophets. If you've been listening, if you follow many people, Kenneth Copeland uh, got a word Friday night that this thing is is on the down slope, on the downhill run, that it's it's about over. Uh, you know, and 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 Chuck Pierce, and Jacobs, there's Sean Bowles. I was listening to Sean Bowles today. Uh, he he prophesied that like by Easter that that you know that uh, how did he put it? He put that this generation will not be defined by the coronavirus. Yeah. Right. That you know that's it's going to leave that quick. Yeah. You know, for a generation to be defined by something, it has to affect them for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, but he said that he prophesied that the that, that this generation would not be defined by the coronavirus. Amen. Yeah. That means it's leaving. Amen. Amen. That means it's going. So I want to I want to ask you if you would to agree with me, and let's start speaking. Yeah. Let's speak to the coronavirus. Let's each one of us use our authority. Listen, you have to speak it over your family. Now I, I speak it over the church and over over my family and over the church, and and that works. You know, I mean, that, there's power in that, but there's also power in your words. Yeah. I love Mark Hankins. Uh, I love to listen to him teach, and he says he's got a couple quotes that says this. You know that. That your mountain uh, says, you know, until your faith is strong enough to move your tongue, it'll never move your mountain. Wow. Yeah. And, and your mountain needs to hear your voice. Yeah. Not somebody else's voice. Your mountain has to hear your voice. So, so I'm asking us, I'm asking all of us, let's speak to this thing. Let's take words of authority. Now, if you might say, well, what do I say? Listen, I found this uh, when I was listening to Sean today. He put this thing out. And I encourage you, you can go out on the internet. I can make copies of this for you guys here in, uh, at Destiny. But, but you can go out on the internet and find this. This is uh, Sean Bowles. And I think it's seanbowles.com or something like that. But, but this is standing in faith against the coronavirus. And, man, this has some really good stuff in it. You spell his name, uh, S-H-A-W-N, Sean, and then B-O-L-Z is his last name, Sean Bowles. And you can download this for free. And he's got, uh, he's got Psalm, Psalm 91 in here, of course. He's got that prophecy that I talked about. And then, uh, and then he's got a prayer that you, know, that you can pray over, over the coronavirus. But then he's got declarations in here that uses Scripture and things you can use Scripture and you can quote Scripture and, and declare these things over you and over your family. And, uh, and you know, so, so I encourage you to get find things like this. Find Scripture. Find things that will help you. Listen, there's no need for us to reinvent the wheel. If, if, if material is like this is out there, yeah. let's use it. Amen. And, uh, and, you know, and we need to be praying. We need to be praying for, uh, you know, not only the medical field. We need to be praying for President Trump, for his team, for, for the doctors and the scientists that are working on all this. But I'll tell you somebody else we need to be praying for, too, that we don't need to forget. We need to be praying for all of our kids and all of our parents that are at home with our kids. Yes. You know, they're homeschooling. A lot of the parents are having to rearrange their schedule and work from home. And, and, and you know, listen, that, that can be a very stressful time by itself, much less having to think about and, and see all this stuff about the coronavirus. So let's not forget our families, okay? Let's not forget our, our mothers and, and that's got kids. And I want to ask you, church family, I want to ask you to do something for me too. 
I want to ask you to, um, to think of a couple people this week, the next couple days, um, to think of a couple people just to call or to email or to text and just say, hey, I'm just thinking about you. I want you to know you're, that you know, God's got you and I want to encourage you and I just want to you know, lift you up, say a prayer for you. How can I help you? Can I, can I get something for you? you know, especially if you know older people, uh, if you have older neighbors or, uh, you know, or people like that, make sure you check on them during this time. And, uh, and, but, be, but really be praying for, for the people, that the doctors and nurses that are working in our hospitals uh, and in our doctor's offices. Listen, they're, they're on the front lines of this. You know, and, and you hear all these uh, church, and I pray for them daily, man. I call their name out, and I pray for them, and, and I ask God to protect them because because that's a serious thing. Amen? Now, listen, uh, we're getting ready to close, and I've got one other thing, and then we're going to say a prayer. Lynn Hammond, I, I posted this yesterday, but Lynn Hammond put this prayer out there, and I'm just, I want to pray this prayer over us as we go tonight. But um, but I, I've got one other thing. This coming Sunday, I don't know what it'll look like. We may, we may end up having to do just another live stream. Um, I'll probably open the doors if you feel comfortable coming out. By all means, you can do that. If you don't, then that, by all means, stay home and watch it on, on live stream. I mean, there's no pressure at all on that because, you know, we, we definitely want to respect what the authorities are asking us to do and, and use wisdom. We don't want to, we're not doing this because we're rebellious or, or trying to prove a point or pride or anything like that. I, I just, I, I, listen, my heart in this is that I just, I just can't imagine locking the doors of the church saying nobody can come in here. If I'm going to be up here, then the doors will be open, and, and, and it'll be open for somebody to walk in. If you need prayer, if you need anything, the doors will be open. You can walk in, and we, we'll see what we can do to help you. Amen. Yes, uh, but don't put yourself at risk. Don't put others at risk, especially if you're, if you're under the weather. Stay home. Recover. Believe God for healing in your body. And, and you can get, get in touch with us on Facebook or my cell phone, however you want to do that. And, uh, and we can pray for you. We can, we can jump in there with you and, and do what we can do. But listen, this coming Sunday, I, uh, we had this idea. BJ and I were talking. And, and uh, BJ and I, and we may, have, we may have one or two more people. I don't know, I don't know exactly how that's going to look yet. But we're going to do a, uh, uh, a sit-down Q&A panel to answer some of your questions. So if you have questions about things that we're going through. Now, you know... Uh, <laughs> Try to limit it to what we're what's happening right now. I don't necessarily want to get deep in eschatology and and <laughs> theology questions and things like that. I'm talking about concerning uh, the coronavirus, maybe fears and concerns that you have. How do you do that? How do you get through things? Whatever, however that looks. But if you if you will send your questions in um, sometime during the service on Sunday, we're planning on having worship and and uh, and uh, and to minister as well. But but we're going to take a little bit of time apart to do a little sit down Q and A. Uh, just to answer your questions, so you can you can put them right here on Facebook. You can message me or Stacy. Uh, you can text me. My phone number uh, my phone number is eight zero three three two zero thirty five zero two. You can text me your questions, and then we will we will do our best to biblically answer. Um, you know from from uh, from God's perspective, we'll we'll look and see how we can answer those from from the word and maybe that'll help you out. We thought that would be something good to, uh, to do. So let, let's, uh, uh, let's pray. And then we've, we've gone just about long enough, gone about 45 minutes or so. So, um, let's pray. And then we will, uh, we'll, we'll get off here. And, and, and I appreciate it. If you would, let me mention this too. If you're watching this and you haven't commented, if you're watching on Facebook, make sure you leave a comment or, or let us know that you're watching it. Um, we, you know, that way we can kind of keep track of, of how many people we're reaching 
and everything like that. We're trying to figure out the best way to do this and, and, and the things that we're going to have to purchase to, to do this on a regular basis and different things like that. So, so make sure you like it. Make sure you share this. And let people know, uh, invite them to come to church with you when we get when everything gets back to normal and, and uh, let them see, uh, you know, what we're all about and different things like that. So, um, you know, so, so we encourage you to comment, share, like it, and so we, so we can know that you're watching. All right, I want to pray this prayer over you. And like I said, this is something that Lynn Hammond, I love uh, Sister Lynn. She is her and Matt Hammond. They pastor a great church in uh, Minneapolis, I believe. And uh, they uh, uh, just wonderful, wonderful men and women of God. And. And she is a prayer warrior, and just really uh, speaking a lot about in these in these times that 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 we're in right now. And uh, so I'm just going to pray this prayer over us, and then we will uh, we'll go. Um, she said this. Um, hold on, just a second. She said this. Here's the prayer. Uh, Today, Lord, we pray for an end to this pandemic. We command this foul virus to cease and desist, wither up and to die, to be gone. Right now, we ask for your healing hand on those who are affected by this virus, and we pray for their healing. Lord, work a miracle in our medical communities. Bring them the wisdom they need to resolve this situation. Also, work in the hearts of our leaders. Give them the wisdom to take the right steps through this situation. Thank you, Lord, for creative ideals for parents today to do with their kids. Teach them how to teach their children what they need to know. Give creativity to those who need work and income and new ideas to those owning businesses. Lord, you are our strength, you are our hope, you are our help, and you are our refuge. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's a good. That's a good prayer. Let me mention this one last thing, and then we'll go. Um, uh, you can, uh, if you want to send your offerings in, we we have two or three different ways you can do that. If you want to tithe and and send your offerings in, we really appreciate that. Um, you can use the Tithely app that we that we've set up, and you can go to to Tithely. That's T I T H E dot L Y uh, on the on your web browser, and you can sign up for that's online giving. That's an app that you can download on your phone and give electronically like that. Or you can go to our website, www.destinybiblechurch.org, and uh, there's a uh, Donate Now button on there, and that's, that uses PayPal. Uh, you can do that. Or if you want to do use the snail mail, uh, keep Brother Stephen in business back there, and uh, you can mail your tithe. If you want to mail a check-in, um, you can send that to the church, and it's P.O. Box 638, uh, Lancaster, South Carolina, 29721. P.O. Box 638-29721. So that's the three ways you can give. And uh, so we, we appreciate it. God bless you guys. Thank you for watching tonight. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to see you guys very soon. I, I'm not expecting this to go on very long at all. I believe we're going to be able to, to be back together all together very, very soon. Speak to it. Speak with me. And, uh, you know, let's take our authority and let's watch this thing dry up, wither up, and die. Amen. So God bless you guys. We love you. And, uh, and, and if we can help you in any way, make sure you reach out to us and let us know and we'll do our best to help uh, any way we can. So God bless you. Have a great night. We'll see you Sunday.